Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Jake, how are you doing tonight? I am thrilled to be here talking football with you. Oh, perfect. That makes me so happy. Does it? a big smile on my face. <laughs> I mean, what's better? We sit and talk football, drink some beers. Life is good. I can't name 28 things better. Well, that's good. I couldn't. I could get maybe to 20 on a good night, and that would be it. All right. Fair enough. No, I'm very excited. Um, I'm excited to be in the swing of things. There's a lot of action now in all of my leagues. We're starting to figure out who is the uh, king to be dethroned and who needs to dig themselves out of the barracks at this point Mm -hmm. two weeks in. So it's interesting. Yes, I I am loving it too. I finally... Got myself a couple of victories this week. I'm eating those W's. Nom, 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 nom. And as opposed to week one where I shit the bed all over the place. Uh, it was a mess I had to wipe up. Bring but up. now I'm cleaned up. Fair. I'm winning. Life is good. I'm, I'm loving on, it. I'm on both sides of the spectrum. I am 2-0 and in one league and I'm 0-2 in one league. And both of these leagues happen to be leagues that you and I are both in together. And it's... It feels good, but not good. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. We'll work on it. Yes. All right. So we got a lot to talk about this week. A little recap week two. Looking forward to week three. Yeah. Should we do it? Let's do it. All right. First things first. Oh, what? What are are we drinking? What are we drinking? We've got a delicious brew from Alaskan Brewing Company. It's their Kolsch. Simply called Kolsch. Yeah. There, it's it's balanced, it's clean, it's refreshing. This is all according to the packaging. Yes, but we will determine all of that. It's a little bit heavier for a Kolsch. It's at five point three percent. Most oh. Kolsches are, you know, usually under five. So this is what we call a Kolsch heavy. Yes. Okay. A weighted Kolsch. A Kolsch original. <laughs> I don't know. They're in. It's a very on... clear beer, though. Very clear, crystal clear. Well, no. I mean, because crystals aren't like yellow. Amber. Right? Is a crystal. Is it? It is. Are you sure? I don't know. Where's our producer? Can you fact check this? We don't have a fact checker. That's our biggest problem. All right. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> better that we don't. That we say. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. Let's. It smells beery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like an outside scent. No. It just smells like beer. Um, it doesn't really taste like a traditional Kolsch. It's I would say, sweet. yeah, it's a little sweet. Uh, not like I said, way. I think it's it's because it is a heavier beer, percentage wise. Um, Kolsch is usually nice and light and yeah. refreshing and effervescent. Yes, that was tongue. exactly the uh-huh. word I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't get that with this. This is not effervescent. It's, it's not a bad beer. I I enjoy it, but it's not what I would consider a Kolsch. Yeah, I mean, I'm always look. I'm always pretty easy to please. Me and you, we went to a beer fest here this last weekend. Which was amazing. And there was nary a beer on the menu that I wanted to throw out. And I could do that all day long Mm -hmm. if I wanted to because I paid for all of them. But I didn't. But this is fine. Yeah, it's fine. And it's reliable. That's what it is. But here's the thing. Say it was a hot summer day Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a six pack of Kolsch Uh to enjoy at the beach. Yeah. Or in a park. Go on. I don't know if I could drink a six pack of these. We're oh, like we're really? like a traditional like six pack of Kolsch. I I could just 
You know, those are those are crushable beers. This isn't a crushable beer. It's good, just not crushable. Maybe it's a little bit more of a sipper. Maybe. All right. Well, the course anyway, will do. It will do. It will do. Of course. Just like uh, one of our waiver wire pickups for this week. It's serviceable. It's fine. But don't go getting too excited about it. That's right. All right. Spoiler alert. Uh, but first, before we get into that, mm-hmm. I think it's time for some mailbag. Yeah, let's hit our mailbag questions. Let's hit the mailbag. Do, 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 do. Boop. <laughs> That's the one that sold it. All right, so our first question comes from at Joshua Kellum. He asks, very generally, how do you feel about Preston Williams? Wide receiver for Miami Dolphins. Rookie. How do you feel about him, Dustin? Um... Long term, if we're talking dynasty, I sure. I do like him. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins are just a dumpster fire right now, so <laughs> it's hard to expect consistent points from any player on the team all season long. Here, they're obviously in the tanking mode uh, with the trades they've been making. Made another trade this week, so I don't think you can trust him week in and week out. If you're desperate, the apocalypse coming up here in a little bit. Uh, you know, you need a flex play, you know, your wide receivers go down to injury. Sure. You can throw them in in a pinch. I just wouldn't expect too much, but long-term once they get a stable quarterback, get some better, you know, offensive linemen, better, just core players on the team. I think he'll be a decent wide receiver. Uh, Honestly, I even think this year, I think, look, I think you could be fine starting him as a flex player whenever, um, He's gotten uh, five to six targets at least every week. He's done pretty okay with them considering what's happening around him. He mm-hmm. seems to be really the only bright spot on the team at this moment. Um, he's he's kind of the primary weapon there, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, uh, for Fitzmagic. Now, we'll see how long he lasts as the starting quarterback there. Supposedly, he'll be going in week three. They're sticking with him because this tanking thing is hard business. Um, he's he's reliable for them right now, and so I think mm-hmm. you could certainly do worse. But I, I agree. Long I don't know if I'm I would excited. do it this week against Dallas necessarily, but uh, you know there are some, I guess, quote unquote, you could say for the Dolphins at least some decent schedules coming up. <laughs> their bye week. Yeah, their bye week's a good one. <laughs> That'll be okay for them, I think. You know, they've got Washington. They've got the Jets. They've got Indianapolis. So, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh they're, they're, coming up. I think Pittsburgh, that's going to be a great one. You know, for them. so it's they've got some decent uh, matchups coming up where I think he would be flex worthy. Sure. Uh, maybe not, like I said, not this week. Maybe not next week, but after the bye in week five. So how do we feel about Preston Williams? I don't know. Not sad. I no. Guess. Like I said, dynasty feel. definitely okay. hang on to him because I think he's going to be a thing a couple years down the road. Yeah, when Devontae Parker just finally flames out officially he's he is and albert wilson is on like his third hip uh he'll be the guy absolutely uh second question comes in from at player one fantasy uh in a ppr league how about dropping duke johnson for frank gore his other rbs are carson carry on and rashad penny what are your thoughts on that my gut reaction is no don't drop don't drop dukester yeah Gore, I mean, if you want someone that you know is going to get, you know, get you eight points a week, sure, that's fine. 
if, if you're okay with that and you want that steady floor on your team, that's fine. I know Duke Johnson hasn't done much yet as of late. I think that's going to change. Yeah, he's he's going to be more involved. He has a higher ceiling than than Frank Gore, and I think Frank Gore is also going to get phased out once Devin Singletary uh, gets healthy. I think Devin Singletary will take over the bulk of the workload in Buffalo, and and that's why I think stick with Duke. How about as a really short term flyer this week? If Singletary sits just for one week and not thinking beyond it. If, if you don't think that Duke's going to get picked up off the waivers, mm-hmm. then sure, go for it for one week. Okay. Um, otherwise, I, I wouldn't do that. I just want to point out, Frank Gore did have three games last year with over 90 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. He had zero touchdowns all season, and uh, I'm pretty sure he had like 10 receptions altogether. Right. So he's not exciting. No. He is not exciting. Like I said... Floor, floor play. Duke, on the other hand, you know will get targets um, if the game script necessitates it, mm-hmm. certainly. But even if not, he will be involved. Do you worry about Carlos Hyde? No, he's not a pass catcher. I mean, that's where Duke makes his bread, is catching the ball, the backfield. I thought he made his bread space. inside of a large oak tree like those elves do. No. Okay. No, sorry. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Teach their own, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Look, to me, it's basically an even swap, mm-hmm. honestly. So if you just want some action on your waiver wire because you're bored, yeah, this seems like the move to do. Otherwise, I would say stay put. See what you got in Duke. Yep. Ride it out. Ride it out. Um, last question here comes from at Reebok232. Can't possibly be the original Reebok, hence the 232. Exactly. What's your take on Nicole Hardman and A.J. Brown in Dynasty? Grab both of them after week one. Humble brag. Yes. Alice, I says, congratulations on snagging them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, Especially if, Nicole, Well, yeah. How, in my opinion. How either of them weren't drafted, or maybe they were dropped here in the offseason before the season started or something. Yeah, that's but why typically, I wanted to highlight. It's a would, dynasty. Like yeah, that. they would both be drafted typically. I don't. I don't understand. I don't either. Myself. Maybe it's really, really, really shallow benches. Maybe and people who don't have big long-term patience. Uh, but yeah, dear God, that's great. Because I mean, in a typical rookie draft, these guys were second-round picks at least. Yes. So, absolutely. At um, a minimum. Yes. Uh, what's my take? I think they're both going to be fantastic. Yeah. Hang they're on to them. Absolutely fantastic. If you're able to pick them up, just obviously hang on to them. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to have their ups and down weeks this season. They're not going to be very stable, I don't think. Especially Hardman. You know, with Tyreek will be coming back eventually. And the uh, ping pong action. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. You never know who's going to be on fire Supposedly for the week. Supposedly, De'Anthony Thomas was going to be in splitting snaps right. from Nicole. We didn't really see that last week, but he's probably got it, the it higher sad. upside or higher ceiling sure. than uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, but I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them. No, yeah, th- this felt a little bit like a braggart kind of question, more just to pat himself on the back. But that's all right. When back. you get the opportunity to fucking brag, you do it. <laughs> I am all about that. Oblige and indulge. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for sending those in. Always, always keep them coming. That's we right. From you guys, we like trying to sort through your shit. So feel free to belly up uh, to the bar with us anytime that you want. And we yes, can chat about this. Absolutely. Stuff. 
Um, but now we want to talk. Onto the about, meat of the we episode. We want to talk about new waiver wire pickups. Mm-hmm. All right. We talked about your waiver wire pickups, Reebok 232. Let's get into our own for the week. Uh, you want to kick us off with quarterback? Sure. My quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. So, Jacoby. I think that's how they actually pronounce it. Is it? Yeah, it's French. It's French? Yes, yeah, nice. Jacoby. Oh, very nice. So, he is only owned in 12% of uh, ESPN leagues. He's got really great weapons around him. He's got T.Y. Hilton. He's got Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. Yeah. Um, I'm missing the rookie, Paris Hilton. Paris? Again, another French name. to Paris. That, you'd think that yes. connection would be so Absolutely. Uh, you know, you got Marlon Mack, you got Naheem Hines, lots of weapons around him. Sure. And he's actually got... And an improved offensive line. An improved offensive line. They've got a solid defense. And he's got a pretty decent schedule coming up over the next uh, few weeks. He's got Atlanta. Oakland and KC over the next three weeks. None of those defenses scare me whatsoever. No, we've seen all of those defenses get dunked on at some point. Yes. And especially with Atlanta and KC, uh, both can be high-powered offenses. I know Atlanta hasn't really looked like it so far, but again... Don't get there. They they have the tools around them to be a very high-powered offense. When you have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, yes. you'll get there. Yes. So chances are they're going to be playing from behind which means they're going to be chucking the ball a lot more. Lots of upside here over the next few weeks for him. Yeah. Look, I love it. He's not an exciting name for people because he's still just the Andrew Luck fill-in to a lot of people. I don't think they are giving him proper shrift. He's his own man. He's been in this system for years now. Exactly. And he is not what you saw two years ago. He's an improved guy. He's looked the part. He learned from Andrew Luck over the last yeah. couple of years, too. You know, you have to remember that, too. He's They were in the same quarterback room, taking notes from him, seeing what he sees. You know, he's going to be a much better quarterback this time around. For sure. I like it. My quarterback waiver wire pickup this week, Case Keenum, the caster, cased in glass. Um Case Keenum looks surprisingly like a great quarterback right now uh, for fantasy purposes. Right. Um, Decision-making still, though, looks good, like way improved from what I remember seeing him with the Vikings and Mm -hmm. whoever else. Um, And it's not that his matchups are great. This week he gets Chicago. That's not a great no, matchup. No, not a the great matchup. The week after, though, he gets the Giants. But then the week after that, he gets New England. He gets Miami finally in week six, supposing he's still the starting quarterback mm-hmm. at that point, which I think is why he's only 8.5% owned in ESPN leagues is because people were thinking, when is it? How long is it going to mm-hmm. last with Case Keenum? I see no signs of them needing to turn away from him at this point. Um, certainly not over the, uh, over the next few games. And... The thing, yeah, Chicago's defense is scary, but he's already gone up against solid defenses and come out looking good. Philadelphia, week one. Granted, he got a lot of his, basically all of his production in that first half, but he did it. Dallas is mm-hmm. no slouch as a defense. Absolutely. And he not lit them up, but he looked very, very solid. So I'm not even that worried about him going against Chicago necessarily. And again, I think his schedule opens up a little bit more after that. And I'm fine. 
I'm fine riding him. If you need quarterback help, because you probably do, because all of them got hurt yes. this week. Big, bold uh, headline there that we glossed over. All the quarterbacks are done. So you need a guy like Case mm-hmm. Keenum, who I think is actually a lot more steady than people will give him credit for. Yes. All right. As an aside here, what about uh, Mason Rudolph? What do you think about adding him? Well, look, not to spoil anything, but I didn't want to call him out at this point because I'm going to be calling him out at a later point. Okay. But I will say this. I am actually fine with Mason Rudolph. Okay. I would start him this week. Okay. So good pickup. I'd be fine starting him. Absolutely. I mean, he kind of seems like one of the obvious ones that we should have had on our waiver wire pickups. I like to avoid some of the obvious ones sometimes. You know who to pick up. Uh, so that's why I was just throwing it out there. Sure, sure. All right, running backs. Do you want to lead us off on this one, or shall I? I shall you. So that means I go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have Raheem Mostart. Uh, what can I say? San Francisco. All the running backs do well there. All the healthy ones. Let's put it that sure. way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's only owned in eleven percent of ESPN leagues right now. So last week against Cincinnati, and I know. Cincinnati's defense isn't anything, you know, great. I wouldn't write home about them. But but I also rarely write home he about got, anything. He got the bulk of the carries. Obviously, he didn't get the rushing touchdowns. Thanks, Jeff Wilson. But we know touchdowns are a fickle thing. They're a fickle, fickle beast. So he got 13 carries for 83 yards, averaging 6.4 a touch. That's nice. Then also had three receptions. For 68 yards and the one touchdown. So he's getting the bulk of the work right now. He is the lead back. I say fire him up and ride him to a victory this week. I like that. I like that. I am less confident that you can ride this man to a sure victory. But if you are hurting for running back depth, and again, it's very likely that you are, and you need some spot starts for this week, might I recommend TJ Yeldon? If you're not in a league like ours, where mm-hmm. we only get 10 waiver wire pickups, if you are free to pick up whoever you want, I think TJ Yeldon could be a very strong play this week. Uh, again, this is all supposing that Devin Singletary is out, which is very much leading towards that from everything that I've read so far. Um, he gets the Bengals, and the Bengals, as we discussed, yes, not great. No. They gave up all the yards to Raheem Mostert and company last week, 238 rushing yards and three touchdowns to that trio. But they also gave up 117 yards receiving to running backs over these first couple of weeks. That's Yeldon's time to shine. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Frank Gore doesn't do that. No, nope. know Frank Gore doesn't do that. There yeah. aren't very many options for uh, and Josh Allen. as I Allen. said, Singletary's dinged up right now yep. as well. So... Yeldon is a capable running back. He finished as the RB22 last year in PPR formats when he filled in for Leonard Fournette. And I think people forget that. He is a capable running back. It sucks that he got buried on the depth chart, sure. But now he gets a little bit of time to peek his head out and take a look around. And he could not have a better matchup to do it this week. So, again, this is a spot start. I'm not anticipating you being able to ride him to a fantasy championship. But in a pinch, he'll do more than fine. Okay. Move on to wide receivers. Yeah. For wide receivers, I have DJ Chark. 
I can't help it. It's just so catchy. So he's a little bit higher owned yeah. from you know some of the players we've talked about. Owned in 22.2% of the ESPN leagues. But there's a reason for that. He is going to be the chosen one. I thought that was Keanu Reeves. Don't take that away from Reeves. Well, football-wise. Oh. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. the starting quarterback in the movie The Replacements, the hit movie The Replacements. But fine. Okay, he doesn't yes. play wide receiver. Yes. He's a chosen one yes. amongst wide receivers yes. not named Keanu Reeves. That's right. Perfect. It's for uh, Gardner, Minshew, the second. <laughs> yes. Again, can I point this out? We talked about this mm-hmm. over Sunday football. There is no Gardner, Minshew, the first. I just want or I want senior, that however you want to put it. Yes, exactly. There's no senior. That means he took on the second somewhere somehow himself. Maybe it was way far down the line in his family, and he got jumped. Yeah, it, does it work that way? Why not? I don't know. I thought there was. I thought it had to be consecutive. I, had to, I don't think <laughs> so. It go one to one to one to one. You're saying it could go one and then skip like eight generations. Maybe and get it? isn't that how like kings and queens do it? I mean, I don't if know. we're talking kings and queens here, we're um, talking well, if they can do it. Scope. If they can do it, why can't he? Well, that's maybe he, maybe I mean, he's he ro- maybe he's royalty. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> seems that way so far, according to fantasy Twitter. Yes. All right, but I derail. DJ Chark. So yes. he is going to be the binky for him. DJ Chark is. Last week, against what we would consider a fairly decent Houston defense, seven receptions, fifty-five yards. I mean, the yards aren't great. Scored a touchdown both weeks, but was targeted nine times. Now they're going up against Tennessee this next week. Again, middling defense. Sure. But he's going to have to throw to someone. It's obviously not looking like Didi that we all thought was going to have the the season this year. Yeah, don't remind me of that. They really don't have a whole lot of other options on their team. So by default, DJ Chark is the man. So go get him. He is the man. You won't be disappointed. I agree with you on that. So, yay. Um, and what about you, sir? Who do you have? Look, I I tried not to be obvious, but I went and looked at his ownership percentage after waivers cleared mm-hmm. this morning for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's still only 51.3% owned. In ESPN leagues, which is crazy, ladies and gentlemen, please go get Demarcus Robinson. He's out there. He's waving to you. He wants to hold your hand. Pick up Demarcus Robinson. Um, I, I shouldn't have to say it. He had seven receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns last week against Oakland. Yes, they have a, a harder matchup against Baltimore this week. It uh, doesn't really matter when you have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He finds a way to get people the ball. Absolutely. Sammy Watkins in week one. May I redirect you to his nine receptions for uh, 198 touchdowns. Excuse me. Oh, that would have been impressive. That would have been impressive. 198 yards and three touchdowns. There's a little bit of a back and forth going on there. And that's fine because your basement is still probably going to be about five receptions, 50 yards, maybe a touchdown. And and you know they're going to throw the ball a shitload of times. Well, look, when you're going against... Here's what's exciting. You're putting the the two breakout 
quarterbacks against each other this week in Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I think we're all pretty excited about that. Oh, absolutely. Right? Uh, I could see this turning into a fucking duel. I hope, I hope so. Like a Wild West style duel. Not Wild Wild West style duel no. with that bullshit mechanical spider thing, but like a traditional Wild West, like Wyatt Earp kind of thing. And whoever Wyatt Earp would go against. I, I don't know that much, but. Johnny Law? Sure. Yeah, why not? But the point <laughs> is, the, you know what the upside is with a player like this? It's so extravagant. And, and again, it's just while Tyreek's out. But that could be four to six weeks. It could be longer. So why not take that shot for that fill-in for that amount of time? Win your games during that time. Absolutely. Fuck it. When Tyreek comes back, if you want to drop him, drop him. That's or try fine. to trade him. Sure. You know? And go for the... I mean, if you're looking for someone, if you're in a matchup where you need the ceiling play yeah. to try to win, I mean, just slot him in and you for could sure. have worse options than that. So but I'm all about it. It's that he's owned in barely yes. half a league. Still I correct know. it. All right, All right. Tight, ends? tight ends. Here we go. My tight end is Will Disley. Disley. For the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Superhawks. He is rostered in 16% of leads, leagues on ESPN. Uh, one of the bigger pickups this week. And for good reason. I wonder why. He had a very big week last week. Sure five did. receptions on five targets. Mm-hmm. So 100% catch rate. It was that's like that. Math. Yeah, that's good. Uh, only 50 yards, but two touchdowns. So you got to love that. And again, as I said before, touchdowns can be the fickle thing. But the fact that he had the floor of five targets mm-hmm. and five receptions is really good. And they're going up against a New Orleans defense, um, which has shown... It's got some holes. It's got some holes. And he's really the only big red zone target that they have. Let's be fair with as so many of their guys banged up i know dk metcalf i was just gonna say that and that's fine if you want to if you want to say dk could cut into that really there's nobody else there besides those two so Mm -hmm. dk i think seems to be the guy who will draw a lot more coverage yes absolutely so who do you got finish up our uh, waiver wire pickups here Well, look it's it's slim it's it's a little grim out there at tight end but if you have to there's a guy out there called Noah Fant. He's a rookie for the Denver Broncos. And no, he hasn't looked great so far. Um, he is just 10.5% owned in ESPN leagues. And I look, I get it. I know why. But also, you got to give the guy a little bit of credit for even doing what he's done with, uh, with Joe Flacco to mm-hmm. this point. Six receptions for 62 yards all in for both weeks again it's not great but we've seen him get targeted four times at least in each game he does seem to be a little bit of a field stretcher also he had some pretty rookie mistakes in his first game there against oakland that really kind of screwed him over i think they kind of put the the pressure on him you know the punishments i think came in a little bit after that first game but as much as i hate to say it green bay our defense looks good Mm -hmm. yes but I think there's going to be some opportunities for him. We've seen the big plays that they've given up mm-hmm. over there. Aside from Manuel Sanders, I think somebody else is going to have to make those plays. And with our two top corners, hopefully healthy, fingers crossed, Kevin King, Jerry Alexander, and Alexander posted on Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Manuel Sanders is probably going to leave something for the middle there. Um, I could see him having a decent game. Right. 
And going forward, I think as he gets acclimated, he'll right. be better. Oh, absolutely. We've seen bad games. Noah, uh, TJ Hawkinson had a bad right. game last week. Yeah. It happens. They're rookies. Exactly. Let them have the growing pains. That's right. All right. So next, players to cut bait on. Yeah. Who we cutting that bait on? Yes. Cut that bait. Cut that bait hard. All right. You want to lead us off here with Set quarterbacks? I can't wait to lead us off. I know it makes you so happy. Do you know how long I've been waiting to say this? Ladies and gentlemen, you can officially and forever cut bait on Eli Manning. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Eli, I'm sure as a person in the world, you're fine as a human being. But as a quarterback and as a presence on my television screen, I'm so happy for Daniel Jones to get that start. Uh, This is not going to be a back and forth. I I was one of the first people to stand up and say, it'll take some time. They'll let him have a farewell tour. Manning won't get pulled this soon. Well, here we are week three. He's been pulled. Mm -hmm. They know that they're not making the playoffs. Right. They're done. Yes. They're done with Eli. They want I didn't think it would happen out. for another few weeks at least. Same. But here we are. There's no turning It's back. a new era. Yeah. So, yes, I think you can safely say cut bait on them. For sure. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Uh, my quarterback to cut bait on for this week, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchie Trubs. He has looked god-awful to start the year. God-awful. He's... Only threw for 120 yards last week. Yeah. He has no touchdowns on the air. Sure. He has an interception. Yep. And he's not even running the ball. Like you, everyone thought he had that nice safe floor with like a, not that he was like yep. a Cam Newton type running back or Josh Allen. But, but like he had, he, yeah, he had a decent running floor. Yep. He's only had four carries on the season. What else do I need to say? He's awful. Would you rather start? Going forward, Mitchell Trubisky or a Toyota Corolla? What year is the Toyota? 94. I'll take the Toyota. Okay. Because at least you know that it'll probably get some yards on the ground. Yes. Before it putters out. Exactly. Fair. Not going to do much for the passing game. No. No. All right. uh, Speaking of the running backs, I'm a little... I guess I'll go first here, but I'm a little surprised at yours, so I just want to build up suspense and anticipation. Um, I am fine cutting Latavius Murray. I've gotten questions on Twitter already. Multiple types of, should I cut Latavius Murray for? Insert player here. Mm -hmm. Sure, insert whoever you want. I think you're fine cutting Latavius Murray at this point. Um, It's going to be a long slog until Drew Brees comes back. They anticipate he's not been placed on IR, so in time, he should come back. And at that time, I'd be fine starting Latavius Murray. For now, it's going to be tough sledding even for Kamara. Yes. Um, as a dual threat. I think Latavius Murray's time as a valuable asset on your starting lineup are done for now. So it's, do you want to hold this guy on your bench for five, six weeks? I don't. I don't want to clog on my roster for that long. There's going to be plenty of other. We talked about a bunch of other guys. You can mm-hmm. pick up. I'd pick up every single one of them. Uh, and drop Latavius Murray. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, so what's going on with your guy here? So I have Philip Lindsay. And... Say it ain't so. I will not. <laughs> it is so? <laughs> it is. Okay, fine. I, I will preface this by saying I've never been the biggest Lindsay fan. Philip Lindsay, that is. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Well, he had a very great year last year. I just all you you've seen what was happening all off season, all the talk. Royce Freeman is more involved. It's more of a 50-50 split. Yeah, split sees. I have a feeling that that's, that's either going to stay the same or it's going to skew more towards the Royce Freeman side of getting the ball more. Royce's look good. Yes. They have a new coaching staff. He got a new fresh start this year. He was injured last year. I believe he was drafted in the third round where Philip Lindsay is an undrafted free agent. We so, know the yep. shelf life for yes. undrafted for agents now. I mean, and Philip Lindsay is a smaller guy, very elusive, but still smaller guy. He's only averaging three point three yards a carry, and he and he's only had eight receptions over the two games, which I know is great. Four receptions That's a game. Wild, That's a though. decent floor, but at the same time, you're just not getting the production you need. He's not getting those yards after the catch no. like he did last year. Or busting looked... off those big runs. Yeah. And his schedule doesn't look that great over the next few weeks either. He's got Green Bay coming up this week. Jacksonville, which I know they haven't been the dominating defense they were a couple years ago, but they're still decent defense. And then yep. the Chargers with a very stout front seven. So I just don't like the way it's looking here over the next few weeks for him. I think you can cut bait on him and find better players out there. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, ditto for, for my guy at wide receiver here, Zay Jones. Zay Jones was kind of a darling of the mm-hmm. fantasy community last year. Um, as the only game in town, he stepped up and he looked like a very respectable wide receiver. Yeah, I believe he was taken in the second round of the draft as well. So had decent draft capital behind him as two. You know? Klaus behind him. And as, as this team sort of infused themselves with more wide receivers... Your Cole Beasley's, your John Browns, he still thought, well, sure, maybe he's the second or third option, but he's still going to get plenty of looks. He he can do enough with them to be a, a starting wide receiver, flex play week in and week out, most of the time. Not so, not so at all. I mean, he's just been overlooked entirely so far by Josh Allen. When when you're getting completely out targeted by Isaiah McKenzie, that's not good. For you, mm-hmm. um, even with Devin Singletary going down, I don't think that's going to open up these kind of targets that are going to be good for, say, Jones. There's just there's nothing to like about him at this point. He'll get a couple of targets, but he's not going to get the big bombs. That's John Brown's territory, Robert Foster's territory. If they get him involved, there's just nothing to like about him right now. Even going up against a matchup like Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, no, I'm not holding. Sorry. No. Same same here. My wide receiver, again, you might be a little bit surprised to hear me say this. This one really surprises me. Going back to the Denver offense here, but it's Cortland Sutton. What you talking about, Willis? I know. He balled out week one. Had that 120 yards, seven receptions, 22 fantasy points. Great first week of the season. Everyone's like, yes, Cortland Sutton taking that step forward. Well, they played Oakland. Their defense is a sieve. All right? I could probably be... Well, all right. I won't don't, say... I, I won't. Don't finish I that won't. thought. These are NFL players. <laughs> Look, but does it not give you any pause that, like I said, he played Chicago last week. True. They and, are a good defense. And as I just said with Philip Lindsay, the next few weeks for the defenses, they're decent defenses. I mean, sure. they're not necessarily Chicago-level defenses, but 
they're decent defenses. Sure. And much to everybody's surprise, Emmanuel Sanders has come back and looked like his old self. What the fuck is that all about? 32 years old, I think he is. Discuss that off of an Achilles tear that has taken out Darius Geis, who is like 25 years Mm -hmm. younger than he is. He's basically an infant, and he couldn't get back on track after this. Right. Now, this son of a bitch comes out. He practiced for like eight minutes with the team before Mm -hmm. the season. They're like, yeah, you'll be fine. And he, he was is. fucking fine. He's great. He looks like his old self. It's he is the go-to guy on this offense as far as the wide receivers go. It's ridiculous. So that's why I'm fading Sutton. I think you can drop him, especially with these. If, if you're desperate to, for a, a spot yeah. on your bench, because I don't think you're starting him. Let, let me ask you a question here. Who would you Who would you rather have? At this point, would you drop? Would you drop Cortland Sutton for Devin Smith? Why do you see for the Cowboys? Will Michael Gallup's out? Uh, probably not. Because that's going to be just. Famous. I know. But if you're dropping him anyways, True. And you're not going to be starting him. Wouldn't you rather have that upside? If if I needed if, if I need, if I needed that, yeah, absolutely, I would do okay. that. But okay. only only if I was you know in desperate need of a flex player or a wide receiver. Same question Start. for Nelson Aguilar. Yes. Absolutely, I'd pick him Same up. deal. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Fair absolutely. Enough. Just gauging your temperature. Yeah, all right. All right, tight end time. Toitest of ends time. Our favorite Our position <laughs> to talk about. Get this so done. It's hard enough find, trying to find somebody to pick up, though. That's why it's Ugh. like, wow, do I really want to drop this guy? But you do. It's Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph for me. Look, coming into this year, I was not taking Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. Even if you fell to the last round of my draft, I was not you picking just up Kyle fan, Rudolph. Huh? He was off my board. There's no way that he... We heard, again, how run-focused this team wanted to be. They're proving it constantly. Mm-hmm. They Holy shit, are they proving it. Stefan Diggs, while he had a good game, or could have had a very good game could last, have had a very good game. last week, where, now for some questionable offensive holding yes. penalties... Um, even still, you're seeing this thing. It, it's not happening. They're not throwing the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. Kyle Rudolph is not getting it. You know who they're going to throw the ball to? Diggs, Thielen, Diggs and Thielen Cook. Cook. You know, that's it. There's nobody else at play. So Kyle Rudolph's time has come and gone, if it ever really was here. <laughs> Which, again, mm-hmm. I wasn't super big on, so get rid of him. All right. And my tight end that you can cut bait on is O.J. Howard. And I wanted to Give believe. A moment of silence for OJ. I, I wanted mean, to believe. I really did. I started the off season not a believer, mm-hmm. but then the more I did some research, yeah, the more I was like, oh, I'm getting on board with this. And I was getting on board the the hype train with OJ Howard. This was the year he was gonna toot, toot. he was gonna break out. They're in the high flying Bruce Arians offense. I I was on board. I am backtracking. <laughs> I'm going back to my original I'm thoughts. Jumping off the That's train. right. I, I want to go back to the station. <laughs> um, we we should have saw this coming. It's a Bruce Arians offense. His tight ends have never been involved. Know, but they didn't have. He didn't have a tight end like OJ Howard. Right? Well, I know. And obviously, Jameis isn't doing anything to help. Jameis Winston's still looking more at Cameron Brait than he is at O.J. Howard. Yeah, it's that lo- it's that unrequited love that he can't let go of, and he's just constantly looking back over his shoulder and saying, "Either that or don't leave me." Or either that or he's looking at the other team to throw the ball to, mm, not his yeah. own receiver. So, 
True story. Um, I mean, we've got two weeks of data here, and I know it's still relatively early in the season, but his stat line last week, zero for zero for zero for zero. No targets, no receptions, nothing. So you're not holding. So right now, no. right I, now, somebody comes up and says, I'm going to punch you in the head if, if you don't give me an immediate decision. You're dropping O.J. Howard and picking up Will Disley. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, that ends that. <laughs> now for now our favorite segment. Our real favorite segment. The Shit Show Player of the Week. Yee. Do you want to lead us off this week, Jake? Yeah. Right. Normally, this is a lot more fun because I'm talking about somebody that I'm excited to talk about in this situation because I, I wanted to like call it, and then I said it happened. In this situation, I did not see this coming. It was the antithesis of what I've been touting all offseason long. The antithesis of week one. It's Jimmy Graham for me this week. Jimmy Graham saw two targets and a big goose egg in terms of receptions. <sighs> yeah, that hurts. So zeros across the board for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He had that nice touchdown opening week mm-hmm. one. The only touchdown that Aaron Rodgers threw. I thought, okay. Very promising. He's going to be this guy. He's going to be the outlet. When mm-hmm. things look a little rough, he's going to throw it up to Jimmy and say, go get it. Because mm-hmm. you know, that's what you do. Didn't happen. Uh, and, and it wasn't for for lack of scoring. Because Green Bay looked intense coming out of the gate. Yeah. Those the first, first few half. drives. Yeah. But he wasn't even involved in those drives, right. so that that's unfortunate. I'm not willing to completely write him off. No, but boy, was it disappointing. It is. It is very disappointing to see that. Who's your shit show? My shit show of the week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's a big duke. Big duke. Mister Fitz and Spurts is just spurting oh. along right now. He all is. Spurts. He's all spurts, <laughs> no fits right now. 11 for 21, 89 yards, oh no God. touchdowns, three interceptions, four sacks. I've never seen it written out like this. That's and, and he got pulled from the game, too, for Josh Rosen. Wait, that wasn't enough to keep him in? No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the episode here where the Dolphins are just a fucking dumpster fire right now. But even taking that into consideration, this is just really bad. Especially from someone like Fitzpatrick. You know that he's capable of maybe a game like this for a bit, but he always comes back. Exactly. He always comes back. So This time he's he's on the ground and you're kicking him and he's yeah. not getting up. Yes, unfortunately. I almost made him my cut of the week, but I knew that this was happening. So well, Still could know. have had that. But then when you got news about Eli, you I just couldn't to. resist. Yeah, I had to. It was too, it was too perfect for me, so... Uh, all right, let's talk good things. Yes, yeah, we, we, we focus on some negative. Let's focus on the positive. Let's, let's get some pro- positivity into this Uplift podcast and here. inspire. That's right. All right, so best matchups for this week at yep. each position. Let's do it. Uh, let's rattle these bad boys off. Let's get you guys some quality matchups here. Yes. You want to kick us off? I will. Right. Now, I know we just I just talked about how my quarterback here <laughs> hasn't been doing much and likes to throw to the other team, but I'm going with Jameis Winston. He's going against the New York Giants. Going bold. Their defense has not been looking good. He's got lots of weapons. Well, I know two. Well, to two your, weapons. Yes, <laughs> apparently just two weapons. <laughs> I know I called it last week and said he was going to be a top five QB. It obviously did not happen, but he did trend in a better way than week one. Fewer so this week I'm expecting another jump, and I just I love the matchup. It's the right defense. Yes, exactly. 
if there's a game to get him back on track, this is it. They will make. They would make Eli Manning if he could play against his own defense. They it would still make could him happen. Look okay. That's true. Don't say that though. <laughs> no, Eli, take your rest. You deserve it. Take your rest. Who do you got? I have Matt Stafford this okay. week going against the Philadelphia uh, defense that's looked beatable. Mm-hmm. It's looked very beatable, um, and it, all you have to do is look at. Uh, it's unfortunate because I was willing to write off Matt Stafford mm-hmm. coming into this year because we we saw some bad things last year. It just didn't look like they were going to be allowing him to be a gunslinger. And it kind of seems like they've reversed track a little bit. Uh, Philly has allowed the 31st fewest <laughs> yards um, to opposing quarterbacks. That's bad. So they are the second mm-hmm. most um, yards to quarterback. They are also very high in allowing touchdowns right now. So I think Stafford, he's not matchup proof yet, but this matchup will absolutely point out his uh, better traits. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go running backs. Who I've got to? Leonard Fournette this week. Um, they've got rookie quarterback. They're going to want to protect him a bit, so they're going to want to try to run the ball. He's averaged 14 carries a game, which is nice. Oh, yeah. But he's also had four receptions a game. Yeah. Which is really nice. Not what you'd expect that that from him. So the fact that he is kind of an outlet for Gardner is great to see. You know, Tennessee's defense is middle of the road. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for them. But like I said, they're going to want to establish the run, you know, maybe play off the play action pass a bit. So he's going to get his, and I think he's going to be a great start this week. I'm just going to briefly touch on my running back here because we've talked at length so far about uh, the Cincinnati defense. And my start of the week is uh, Frank Gore for this purpose. Fire the old bastard up. Look, he's going to get so much work. We talked about how many yards uh, the Bengals were gashed for on the ground last week. I I look for him to break that streak of his of uh, the, the zero touchdowns. Right. Uh, I could see Frank easily going over 100 yards this week um, and, and without it being too much of an issue. So I like Gore. Fire him up. All right. You want to keep this thread going? Let's just pound on this fucking defense. Yes, let's. So, my wide receiver this week, John Brown versus the Bengals. Do I need to say more? Probably not. If you want to, you can. (laughs) I mean, John Brown's had a pretty good first couple weeks. John Brown, good. The Bengals' defense has given up a shit ton of points the first two weeks of the season. Yep. I don't see why that's going to change this week. Nope. Fire him up. Big downfield threat. Josh Allen loves to throw it over the mountains. He does. So, fire him up. good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Fire him up. Okay, John Brown or John Ross this week? The Johns are going against each other, essentially. If you had to. John Ross has had uh, two really big games. It's obvious that Andy Dalton trusts him with the deep ball. He should have had an even better stat line last week. There was some ticky-tackness involved there. I think I'm going to go John Ross. Really? I mean, I know and that's Buffalo... a matchup be damned situation. Yeah. Uh, I th- at least while A.J. Green's out, I think he sure. is startable every sure. week. That's fair. And he, I think he has higher upside than John Brown. 
See, that's so interesting because I see their upside is actually being very similar, and I think John Brown's floor is a little higher. Um, again, especially because he's going against Cincinnati, that is so right. exploitable, and he's the he's really the only option. At least Andy Dalton has uh, Tyler Boyd. He has, but, but Andy Bernard. Dalton's going to have to throw the ball where Josh Allen can run it. The Buffalo offense can run the ball all day. They don't necessarily have to pass it. True. That's so true. that's why I like John Ross's upside. Fair. And he can take a short pass and take it to the house where John Brown is more of the He's got to get there bomb. first. Yeah. He's more of the deep wait, field threat. Wait, and wait, wait. Okay, now throw it to me. Now I got it. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my start uh, here is Will Fuller going against the Chargers. Chargers themselves are a really good defense but the matchup that it looks like he's going to be having this week should be really good they don't have any secondary left there those charges everybody, <laughs> everybody's injured so they're getting a new guy shoved in there who is ranked i just looked this up he's bottom six in pff's grade of cornerbacks across Oof. the league that's Oof. who will Fuller is going to be matching Oof. up with this week so we already know that fuller can be really effective mm-hmm. and when he gets it he gets it Big. He gets it long. He gets it hard. Um, I, I have no issue at all putting him in. In fact, I I would put Will Fuller as a top twenty play this week based on that. Okay. So we'll tight finish ends. off with the tight ends. Yeah. I have Vance McDonald. I like it. Oh yeah. McDonald's gonna get some shake with that fry, or something like that. Yeah, you, keep, you should think you know, about that. Some I really got to go back to my drawing. Board. You do. So he I need to get a drawing board first. He played in ninety-one percent of the Steelers' offensive plays last week. We have new quarterback Mason. Yeah, I don't think he is quite the. It remains to be seen, but I don't think he's quite the downfield threat that Big Ben is. Uh, ben could throw that ball, chuck it downfield. Yeah, he's an old. He's basically Josh Allen's old uncle. Right. Yeah. So I think Vance could be the check down safety valve for him this week. Certainly looked like it yes. when he came into play at the second half last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really fired it up to him. Yep. So, so I, I say fire him up. Lay it on him. I like it. Who do you got? This one pains me because I was so low on this guy for the entire offseason. And I still kind of am, but just not for this week. It's Greg Olson. Greg Olson gets to play the Cardinals. The Cardinals have shown nothing uh, against tight ends whatsoever. Flat out, it's just, if you have a tight end, I don't care if they're third on the depth chart for tight end, they could probably go out for 100 yards against mm-hmm. the Cardinals. So, Greg Olson has done it already, even if Cam doesn't play. I was just going to ask that. How do you feel about Cam's injury and if he doesn't play? That's the only reason that this week I'm okay with it. If it was against a different team, I would say, let's be cautious. Let's wait it out because I don't know if Kyle, whoever, Allen, right? That's the fill-in. Supposedly, it's going to be him above Will Greer. I don't know what his tendencies are. I know Cam loves Greg Olson, Mm -hmm. but this, this week... In particular, couldn't have been a better time for Cam to be out for Greg Olson. All right. So let's uh, finish off our episode here with a couple of bold predictions. Let's get go. Let's get bold with it. Let's flex yes. with it a little bit. All right. Do you want to start, or would you rather I start? I can start. Actually, okay. this is perfect because it's kind of tying into what we just talked about All right. here. Um, not only do I believe that Mason Rudolph uh, can find Vance McDonald quite a bit. But I think that he makes his 
offense work enough to sneak into the top 12 for quarterbacks this week? I Look, Ben Roethlisberger, it was a little bit of the beginning of the end for him when we saw how he operated without Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And James Conner wasn't bailing him out. Juju wasn't bailing him out. He looked rough. But this offense does not look that rough. It just, it seems like Mason Rudolph is an upgrade at this point. And I like the matchups that's going on here this week. I like, uh, as you talked about, against San Francisco, I think it could be a high-scoring game. Mm -hmm. So, totally good with him. And normally I'd say, yeah, I bet he's like a QB 16, 17, but that's not bold. So I had had to... up That's it right. A little bit. Top okay. twelve finish for uh, from a man, Mason Rudolph, with All his right. nose so bright. All right. My bold prediction, Mister Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Will have at least two hundred all-purpose yards Ooh. and four touchdowns what? against the Dolphins this week. Yeah. Okay. Here's what. Here's my beef with this. I feel like you're using this spot. To try to put bad juju on me because no. I have Zeke in both of our leagues. Now we know how our bold predictions panned out last week. Yes, they we're didn't not, do so hot. We're not playing against each other though. If we were playing against each other, then maybe. I think you still want to figure out a way to just get into my craw here, and I feel like you're you're putting all the bad vibes on Zeke now, and he's going to have like no. a thirty-yard game. or No something. bad vibes. He. Okay. The only thing that might slow him down this week is if they get out to a really fast and early like three touchdown lead or something and then they just pull all the starters and put in all the backups would it be wild would you think this possible that point that tony pollard has a good game this week based on that it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities say that in the second half it is so stupidly yeah lopsided it could be it could 28 be. to nothing and they say fuck it let's yeah. put pollard in they might we'll save our guy we just paid yeah. a bunch of money let's not absolutely risk him hurt Hypothetical. I know this is a tangent, but Tony Pollard over a guy like Frank Gore. Would you do it? Oh, if you're desperate for a upside play, sure. I mean, Frank's got the great matchup. We just right. talked about it, right? But he, you also maybe know what he is. Example. Well, you also yeah. know what his floor is. Like, he's sure. going to get you eight points, maybe ten points, mm-hmm. where Tony Pollard could end up getting you 15 to 20 points. Just because he's playing the Dolphins, it I mean, be. it's honest question. <laughs> if I had Tony Pollard on my team, I would slightly consider starting him over like a Devonta Freeman, based on that matchup right. and the fact that he could get a lot of. I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't I call you crazy for doing it. I don't think I could pull the trigger, but I'd consider. Yeah, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's crazy yeah. though. Yeah. Like I said, if you're looking for that, you need that possibility of of mm-hmm. buco points to to get you that victory. I don't think that's a bad play. And I don't think Jason Garrett is the kind of coach like Bill Pel- Bill Belichick that just says, no, we're leaving our guys in. Right. Fuck you. We're sending, exactly. uh, we're sending an eight-man rush on the last play. Exactly. We're going to prove a, to zero. We're going to send a message here to yeah. the rest of the league. Garrett's not no, that kind of guy. No. So I, I could totally see that happening. And especially right after they paid Zeke. You know, right. they, I mean, right. then they'd just be, be questioned foolish. about, oh, why'd you leave him in, in the fourth quarter when you're up 50 to nothing? You know, like that's... Sure. So... Interesting. Yes. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show sheet. You. We did it. We did it. Another week. Another one. As always, time. you can find us on the Twitter machine. Uh, find us at Drinking Fantasy for yep. all your fantasy football related questions. We are here for you. We will answer them. Mm-hmm. If you have any start sit questions, you can ask for our opinion. 
That's true. Go out uh, all through your, even if it's Sunday mm-hmm. morning and Absolutely. You're, uh, you're tinkering, which don't. But if you do and you need some tinker assistance, yes. we're always we're here for you. I love tinkering with other people's lineups. Absolutely. On Sunday morning. Once I've already set mine the night before. Yes. Yeah. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next week, folks, good luck on your week three matchups. Yeah. And keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Yeah.